My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what. Thursday, November 9th in the year 2023. You know, we've had a pretty big day today. Overall, we had uh, Nikki's baby, grandbaby was born today, McKinley, which is amazing. And if you didn't know that, it's really big news. She's actually there with uh, the new baby girl now. And um, Michelle Svensson of the Resistance Chicks, it was her birthday today too. So we we had two celebrations of birth, which is awesome. I just, I think we just really need to, as much as we can, we give this opportunity to celebrate those because we're dealing in such a cult of death lately. And that's just doesn't work with me at all. Patriots, one thing is really clear. 
is that we've got a lot of pressures on our economic system and they're coming down hard on us. And they're trying to get in control of everything using this CBDC so they can control every bit of your money expenditure, money, money expenditure. So that central bank digital currency is all designed to seize control of everything that you own and use to force you literally to try to buy and purchase exactly what they want, which would be everything from eating bugs to having to use a rental zip car or something. So here's the deal. You need to get some gold and silver in your life, and the best place to start is with your retirement savings. So type in BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and text it to 989898. So you text in BARDS to the number 989898, and you're going to get a free information kit from Birch Gold. Read that. Get informed on how you can get involved with a tax-sheltered, tax-deferred precious metals IRA, and then give them a call. And one of the fastest ways to get with them, obviously, is if you give them a call and you already have a pre-existing one, 401k or IRA, they'll get you moved over into a precious metals one at zero cost. So again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, and do that today. Get informed and give them a call. You will not be disappointed. You know, a little bit late because we had a, an a emergency prayer call with somebody. So how to get that done, it was important. But we've got a couple prayers tonight we want to begin with, and I don't want to miss these. These are uh, pretty significant. Um, right off the top is a prayer from Patriot Girl 1776, and uh, this is what it reads. It says, update, my husband had a stroke. He's only 52. He developed blood clots. He, he developed a blood clot, clot, and it traveled to his brain. He was not jabbed. Please say prayers for me and Brian, please. I'm nervous. I'm a nervous wreck. Okay, so first thing, Patriot Girl, 1776, and I hope you hear this. Um, breathe. First place is always to breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe and lean into Jesus. And this is where the, really the devil goes to work right here because this is what the first beginnings of this, where the devil starts to get the fear of death in us and the fear of loss. We can't have either because we are literally dealing with the power of life, not the power of death. So Patriot Girl 1776, we're going to breathe life into your heart and we're going to break off any of those chains of the demonic that's trying to agitate you with the fears of death or fears of whatever that is, loss. We breathe life into you and then we're going to breathe life into your husband, which I think his name is Brian. So your husband... So, Father God, we're just declaring life and restoration and healing over Patriot Girl 7076 husband. We breathe life into him, and we just encircle him with just a powerful hedge of protection, just anchored in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. We break off any ties that are demonic. And as we step in with him, we just have all of our hands up above him and around him, and we're just literally just breathing life into him and healing and restoration. And, Father, we declare in the name of Jesus Miraculous healing for Brian and to lift him up and to shake out any of that infection that's there, cleanse it, clean it, any of the blood clots in his brain, just those are healed and restored. And so Patriot Girl 1776, you as his wife need to breathe life and speak life into him as well. 
You need to break off any spell castings that the doctors are doing, any attempt that they're going to do to try to tell you how long he will live or whatnot. So breathe life into him. Don't allow any of the other in there. Rebuke any spell casts and, and love him. It's the most important thing. There's no more powerful agent of healing than love. So give him a hug. Hold his hand. Love him and let him know you're there. And speak life in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So let's see. We've got um, next one up here. Man, if you haven't seen the pictures of Nikki's new grandbaby, she's adorable. Really blue eyes. Pretty amazing. Hope Nikki puts those up so you can see them. Beautiful little girl. Okay, this is prayer request from Pro Rain Cloud. I am due to have a wisdom tooth removed due to a cavity on 1116. Well, that's coming right up. I have been told that there is an if that there is an infection in my sinus and I can feel inflammation in the gum above the tooth. The dentist has prescribed antibiotics and prescription of the procedure, however, and I'm convinced that they will do more harm than good to my system. Please pray for me to hear God's voice regarding the antibiotics and pray for the inflammation is washed away. Well, um, I'm going to be really honest here. The minute that I read that, pro, pro rain's cloud, I did not get any sense that those antibiotics were bad. Matter of fact, I, I distinctly think that you're supposed to take them, but you'll have to pray on this. But we'll pray on it for you. Not everything in the medicine is bad. We have really developed a horrible fear of that. Pray over the stuff that goes in you too, by the way. Don't just take it blindly. Pray over it for healing. Father, I'm just going to pray over Pro Rain Cloud's dilemma and her healing of her tooth. She's got a surgery coming up, and we just want to see to it that this surgery goes smoothly and without a problem. And so there's an infection, Father. So we're going to rebuke that infection. We're going to pray into it, and we're going to cast it out. And we're declaring healing over her. And if, Father, it's your will for those medicines to be taken, then we just ask that we just pray the pro rain cloud, and we'll do it ourselves as well. We're going to pray over those medicines, those antibiotics that are going to be just perfect for her. She's not going to have any problems. She's going to take them, and it's going to wipe out that infection. So, Father, just pray for a miraculous healing and a, re and a removal of fear and anxiety. Come out of agreement with that and break those chains. And, and pro rain cloud, you can do that. You can just come out of agreement with fear and anxiety to say, I'm not a part of it anymore. Just and turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, you're my guide. You're my Lord and Savior. And breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe out. Father, we declare miraculous healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then we've got one more here. Please pray for my dear friend who had a stroke and is in the hospital. The main thing is for them, for them to get his heart rate regulated I'm praying for total restoration and even healing of the physical ailments he had prior to the stroke. This is my type of prayer right here. I love when we do this. I am unable at this time to go to him. I will I will go ASAP. Thankfully, he has people to to help. See, this is I love when people see this. Because unfortunately, we have a tendency when we get into prayer to be like, oh, I just want to get through it. I just want them to endure the pain. 
without much pain. That's garbage. This is an opportunity to heal everything. God tells us we can heal. It's good stuff. So that's what we're going to do. That's from Yarny, by the way. I don't know who Yarny is. but We're going to get to know Yarny here in a little minute. So, Father, we're just going to pray for a healing of a Yarny's friend. Whatever these past ailments are, we're literally going to break those chains off and wrap Yarny's friend in a hedge of protection. We're going to breathe life into Yarny, raise Yarny's friend. I mean, and we're going to breathe life. And Yarny, you have an important role because you need to speak life into your friend. And you're going to go visit him and you need to speak life. Breathe in, breathe out, speak life, hold his hand. Just remind him that you're there, reminding that God loves him. Speak Jesus into his heart. Father, we're just going to, we're just praying for total and restorative healing as far back as necessary so that this man is now restored fully in the perfection of the body of Christ. We declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. No more issues with any of the current maladies. And the body now is rejuvenated and restored and refreshed in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. A couple of prayers there for us. All right, so, you know, when we come together like this, this kind of leads into something I think pretty important. There's a lot of warfare going on right now, if you haven't noticed. The enemy's on the hunt. And what the enemy's looking for is any sort of wound, back door, side door, upside down door, anything you've got that the enemy can use to turn you against another. There's nothing more fearful for the enemy than when the body of Christ starts to come together and we step in that gap and step up on that wall and proclaim ourselves the the children and the sons and daughters of the Most High. That sends ripple effects across the spirit and demonic realm. And believe me, they don't like it, which is why we have to love it. And so we're in this moment right now and there is a lot of warfare going on. There's a lot of division going on. Ridiculous Ridiculous warfare. And so much of this is about wounds that people carry, people that have injuries, that don't want to seek deliverance. They don't want to carry their injuries on into the current place. They don't want to forgive themselves. They don't want to let go of the wounds. They like the pain. They live in their pain. And when they live in their pain, the enemy has a playground and a field of play. And it doesn't have to be big and can be small. It can be the, the pain can be that of having a poor self-image. The pain can be that of some past wound that they just refuse to let go of because it's come to define themselves in the current time. The wound might manifest into some sort of addiction like pornography where men are finding more pleasure than rather than dealing with the wound. Women are just as guilty. But it's time right now that people have to start stepping into a place And start facing themselves, looking in the mirror, realizing what you are dealing with in this time and being honest with yourself. And the only way to do that is to get vulnerable before God. And I mean super vulnerable. The type of vulnerable where you're literally speaking out with witness in front of you, talking of the things that you are most most deep in your heart. Because that's literally where healing begins. That's James 5, by the way. So in this time right now with all this warfare going on, 
deliverance is becoming a critical issue of helping people get through these pains and these difficulties to step into a new place, which is truly walking free in the body of Christ. But the consequence of not doing that is that people then start to get wrapped up in their stuff, and then the enemy's sly. The enemy's a stealth agent. Well, get inside of your wrapper so fast, and pretty soon all you know is you're turning on people and you think it's normal. It's a process of destroying relationships. It's a process of destroying your relationship with God. That's what the enemy wants more than anything. The enemy doesn't have to be loud. As a matter of fact, the enemy usually isn't. The enemy is usually stealth and quiet and whispers. And in those places... The enemy is most destructive because unfortunately people are not prepared or don't think in those terms. They don't look at the enemy as someone that truly, that it can be so deadly. You know, here's, here's a simple thing. When somebody's truly walking in the spirit, it isn't that they're always walking joyfully, but they're also not walking miserably. You can tell a person's heart so quickly by the comments that they make. They can text it. They can write it in chat. They can tell it to you in the air. But when you learn to see in the spirit, you see right into their heart. And you can see the wounds that people carry. Some of those wounds are wounds that have made them hurt and timid. Other wounds that they're carrying are things that make them edgy and angry. And they'll, if they're angry, they're often angry at God. Because they haven't forgiven themselves. And they're expecting some sort of miraculous healing because they can't face themselves. These are all real things. And it's part of why we do what we do. I love this comment. God can handle your anger, anything else, crazy stuff in your head. No, that's not true. You have to first take it to God. And you have to speak it to God to let God take it out. God doesn't control you. You have free will. And until you learn to come to God and be honest and let yourself be transparent with God and vulnerable before God, you're fooling yourself in that walk because God's not stepping in to fix you. God wants your heart. And God wants your heart fully, which means you have to be honest and vulnerable before him. And when that happens, now you start to get traction in the mightiness of the Holy Spirit and all that God has to give you. Because ultimately, that's the whole thing, is we have to choose God. We don't wait for God to choose us. We have to choose God by our free will. And when we do that, and we choose him, and we live in the yes, now we're getting somewhere. The problem we have right now, so much going around us, and it's everywhere, this conflict environment that they've created with hyper- hyper-propaganda, hyper-fear, hyper-tension, hyper-threats of war. Everything's hyper right now. People are just not holding it together well because what's happening on a large scale is people are not standing in the body of Christ. They're not breathing in with the Holy Spirit. They're not standing on that rock of faith. And instead of walking with Jesus, they're trying to put one foot in with Jesus and one foot in the real world. And that's a place to get slaughtered right now. But when we're walking in the body of Christ, we start to look at unity and bridges. So let's we'll talk about a couple things tonight. Relationships is at the center of this. When you're called to do something by God, let's take ministry. You're called to do something 
by God. You're called to be partnered with somebody. I am going to tell you right now, because I'm witnessing it in my own life. You are, I am seeing people literally react to things I say and do right now that is off scale. And it's disproportionate to the person that I know they are. It's disproportionate to the heart I know they have. And I can't reach them. I try, and they, I can't reach them. And so they go on their way. You haven't lost them. It's just that there's a tension. And one of the great indicators is when somebody says something to you like, I, what you're saying is making me agitated or uneasy. That's not me. That's them. And while we can have a conversation, ultimately the agitation, especially if you're walking in spirit and you're walking there, if someone else is feeling that agitation, it's because there's something in them that is being revealed and being shaken. And so you're going to have to take some flechettes, but you're also going to have to hold a firm, a firm line. There's a balance there. You know, the guy I used to, I've done some work with in the past, he was a really good comedy. He said when somebody gets to these states, it's like they, he called it the flailing stick. When people start to come unraveled, they start taking the stick and beating everything around them because they're just mad at the world. And, and his comment was always like, look out, because you're probably going to get hit a couple times. Just be calm and love them. And it's beautiful words. But all of this is Satan's attack. Satan's going after every single relationship it can. The demonic is attacking ferociously. And the biggest problem was people don't want to admit it. You get people that are so prideful in where they are, they don't want to step back and say, this is me. Instead, they're going to say, it's you. And part of that is the pridefulness is coming from the fact that there's a demon working within them that's literally giving them eyes that they can't see with and doesn't allow them to look in the mirror. And so everything becomes a projection outward at you and me. So what's that mean? (laughs) There's only one answer. Pray and love them more. And I know that sounds crazy for some, but we know it. Pray and love them more. Because right now, more than ever, the enemy is trying to divide. And even if you're given a message by God, which I have a number of them, these messages may not resonate with everybody. You may find yourself at odds with other people, and they may be angry at what you say. It's okay. Tell them you love them. Because it... There's so much happening right now in the world that God is moving and shaking. It's incredible. And as he's moving and shaking, part of what he's doing is he's shaking everything. He's tearing it down that is not of him. Because what's coming is something that's much better. It's more pure. It has to be pure in kingdom. So anything that is of this world that cannot stand the the power and, and glory of heaven, it must be shaken and torn down. And so a lot of these things will even try friendships and even relationships of any kind, including marriages. They'll be tested. But the thing is, when we make commitments to people, we have to hold to those commitments. Sometimes we need to take a little bit of space. It's okay. Give some space to breathe. The problem with some of the relationships that are built, and they're built so much on the physical, the association of the person in the flesh, and they don't connect sometimes in the spiritual, is that When certain things don't go quite right, it's like all things are falling apart. There's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of space to give some breath for things to breathe and live. We don't have to smother each other. And there's also another great thing to know. It's called listening. 
We don't have to over-talk somebody. We don't have to talk endlessly about stuff to try to make a point. Learn to be succinct. And we have to learn to be succinct. We have to learn to step into things and get to the point, but with a kindness in our heart. You have to be brutal. I'll tell you, you can see somebody's heart so much by the amount of dialogue that comes out. I'm serious. You see those that are, you can be relatively efficient with words, and you have those that have to write essays and essays and essays. (laughs) I just, I enjoy those. I'm like, okay. Sometimes there's relevant data. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about like this has to be so much said, and it's like, why? Just breathe. I can solve most problems with three words. I love you. I love you. Three words. And those problems are pretty powerfully solved, even the, even the greatest ones out there. So when you spend a lot of time with words, you can cut right to the chase. And if the I is not appropriate for whatever reason, just say love you. Try that one. That's a two-letter. That's a two-word strike. A two-word victory right there. So our passions right now are, are heightened. We're, we're seeking so many things. We're feeling the power of God. We're feeling the power of the darkness of death. The world is like in this twisted mess. And we're really, it's all being pressured on us to choose whom we serve. But the attack is coming at the relationship level. If you've, if you've got a friend, a good friend, and something's all suddenly not going right, and you're speaking one message and they're reacting to it, pray. That's what I'm going to tell you, pray. And if you can get the other person to pray with you, pray it through. Let the prophetic words speak. Trust in the heaven and the Holy Spirit to speak through you and learn to pray things through. It's a different way of solving problems. It's where that's how we solve problems back to back, not face to face. And when we're praying in that space, and you're praying with your heavenly language, and you're praying with with into, into God, you're listening too, because there's going to be things that God's going to show you in those moments. Because we're connected with Him, we're not connected with the problem. And that's the beauty of how this works: is when we are given tools of warfare, but those tools of warfare are also used to war against an enemy that's trying to divide us. And we can use those tools in amazing ways. We can pray against an enemy. We can also pray to each other to find the solutions that heaven wants us to see so that we can share the solution and heal the wound and move forward. We become mightier in the body of Christ. And we need a lot of this right now. The separations and the wars that are going on between people is stunning right now. It's not small at all. And it's sad. It's sad because of where we are. We, we are seeing people being ravaged and torn apart. A lot of this started in COVID. The COVID con and the masks started to divide families. And now Satan's just using that as every lever it can to try to continue to divide people. We can't let that happen. And this, again, is a bigger role for a remnant. To where literally you step in and you have hands up and you're praying on people. You're healing hearts. This is why we do deliverance, to get what's in you out and heal it through the love of Jesus. To break soul ties, break them off, to reset them. All of this in the sake of heaven, for the sake of heaven, all of it. 
because that's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to learn to get along. And this world tells you everything but. This world tells you that you can't get along. I love The one I love is this one. Muslims are going to, if the Muslims have the right answer, they're going to kill all the Christians. I'm like, well, I will tell you that there are some terrorists out there that will kill anybody. And if they're going to try to invoke fear and they're going to do it right, they're going to go after one class and they're going to get another class to go after them. So there'd be nothing better than to infuse a war between Muslims and Christians. But we've got to get over these ridiculous manipulations. We have to learn to talk to one another. We have to learn to breathe in the life to one another. We need to raise each other up. We need to bring the power of Jesus when we sit down in these meetings because there is only one God over all of this. I don't care who they worship. It's not my problem until we encounter each other. And then we have to breathe in life, and we have to breathe in life in such a profound measure that Jesus can be present and can start showing his face, or we have to breathe and pray into healing, and then we can bring the miracles of the loving God into this world. These things transform time and space. They transform people. But there is so much baggage and wounding going on right now, and it's not going away quick. Believe me, I'd love to see it go away. People are getting waylaid. They're getting ambushed. Ambushed by demonics. Suddenly you have two people, three people, four people that are getting on. And all of a sudden somebody turns on everybody. It's like, where did that knife attack come from? And here's what we have to be really clear on. When something like these are, this is happening, we have to take a step back and ask, who is it that's behind them? Is it them that you're looking at? Because we like to take everything personally, but if we truly understand the power of the demonic, the demonic works through people. So what it tends to do is it tends to go to the person that is most closest to you, who has the best vulnerability, so that that vector can be of anger can be turned on to you, and you can feel wounded and hurt by somebody who you love. That's one of the greatest enemy's attacks. So if you have somebody coming at you, that you, should, you would trust, step back, take a breath. Let the attack pass you. Don't stand in front of it and take the attack. Literally imagine an arrow coming at you and you step to the side and let the arrow go. That's how you have to handle these attacks. And then pray into them love. Not every time will you be successful, but you will be more successful than not successful and you will heal many things and you will turn into being mighty in the kingdom. But this is the type of warfare the enemy fights. And the enemy finds these weaknesses, exploits them, and then pretty soon you're going along and you're ambushed. You're like, where did that come from? And then both sides are back and forth and the game, it's game on. And then when you get into those types of fights, then what don't you pay attention to? Literally everything that's important, like the mutilation of children, the trafficking of kids, abortion, caring, killing life, all those things get sidelined because we're in these little mini wars in our lives. Husbands need good wives. Wives need good husbands. And that means working together. That means talking. That means praying together, getting used to that. That's the foundation of greatness. It's not what goes on in the bedroom. And no offense, women, but it's not also how you dress. The greatest power you have in your life is not the attraction of the, of the flesh to your husband, but in the worship of Christ together. Everything else falls in place after that.
And that's so important. And we need more of it because it models a behavior, not just for us, but for other people around you that can feel it and see it, especially the youth that needs so much of this. And it also rebukes the enemy and puts them on their heels. But the enemy's on the move, not because the enemy's better than God, but because the enemy's freaking out a little bit necessarily because what's happening right now is people awaken and they start to unite in the body of Christ. The enemy's seeing its end day soon. The soonest, at the point when people finally wake up to realize what this real attacks have been, that they're demonic in nature, designed to literally violate God's laws, force us into a box, make us in a constant duplicitous relationship with God, seeking forgiveness, while at the same time trying to live, feeling guilty about what we do before the throne, putting God in a place of constantly providing forgiveness, and then we're in that place of, well, I'm in between forgiveness and getting close to God, which means you're separated from God. This is the warfare that's going on. We could sum most everything up. You can even do that with sort of stuff that's going on in the Middle East. Everything is about warfare and hatred. But there's somewhere in there, there's usually a threat of a manipulator. So we have got to be in a place where we can be better than all of that. Yahweh is breath. We Literally, God gave us who he is in his name of the breath. That's it. Out. That's God. So when you get into crisis moments like this, just stop. And if you can get the other person's attention, get them to stop too. And then just breathe together. And breathe in, breathe in the Holy Spirit. Breathe it out. Offload. Those things, those demons, those everything else that's in there whispering, telling you, don't get along, fight, fight, fight. And cast them out. Come to a place where you can literally see each other for who you are, where you are. We start getting angry at people or are angry at ourselves or angry at another person. We start to see red. Get to a place where you see the glory of God. And then we bring about healing as a, as a result. And healing is profound. We don't do enough of it. Every single person can breathe life into somebody. Every single person can heal, but it can heal somebody else. But all of this is a process of discipline. We have to practice it. We have to live it. You know, a good athlete doesn't just work out. A good athlete lives their sport. You eat, sleep, breathe what you do constantly. It never breaks to the point where some points the coach will tell you, like, dude, you got to take a break for a couple days. And you're like, no, I can't. That would be me. But it's, it's important. So where does that apply in our lives? Take time to just a break with God. No worrying. No obsessive prayers. No stress. Just sit with him. Be still. Enjoy the face of the Father. Let him hold you. Let him touch you. Let him be with you. Let him admire you for the creation that you are. These things are so important because it builds this incredible and most powerful relationship with him. And it gives us a chance to reflect deeply on where we are in the station in life. We start to realize that we don't have to fight. Not the way we have been. 
There might be disagreements, but that's when we go back to back or stand side by side and we pray together and we pray it out. We listen for the words of the Holy Spirit. This is how we win. Because the enemy right now is all about division. We know that. Division and hatred, division and hatred. And it just keeps going on and on. This Ohio bill, big deal. It is a big deal. Not, not like it isn't. It is a big deal. And there are some real evil players behind this thing that made this happen. But there's a whole bunch of other people that just were either blind or ignorant or just poorly prepared. And so they ended up falling into the trap of supporting something that literally legalized pedophilia, legalized transgender surgery without parents' consent, and legalized abortion. So we have to find forgiveness in our heart for those that were misaligned and voted for it. And we have to find righteous anger in our heart for those that have decided that or were part of designing it and putting it on the ballot so that it would win and give the access to every child to the hands of the pedophile. And that is what we're fighting. But the enemy wants us divided big time. And the enemy's whispering things. One of the biggest places you, everyone has usually has a wound is a place of the inability for a person to forgive themselves. Christ died on the cross for us. Now we have to speak it into the world. So if you're in that struggle, which many are, forgive yourself. It's one of the biggest cores of problems that we have. Forgive yourself. And in so doing, you shall be set free in big ways. But we can win all of this, and we can overcome all of this. And we do it simply with the beauty and glory of Christ in which we walk. Our Father is amazing. And he's, he's loving like nothing we've ever imagined. Jesus is loving. And so you have the Trinity, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and the Father. And each one has a place in this fight, and each one has a place in your heart. And as we use them and we lean on them, we become mightier in the world that we are. We become the healers, and we become the apostles, and we become those that literally can stand into that short list, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, healing and the sick and the broken, casting out demons, raising the dead, and seeking greater works. But that's the heart of kingdom. That isn't is an exercise in which you can memorize. It's the heart of the of the Father within us, and that heart of the Father. When we see this division and this hatred going on, that's not the heart of the Father. We're being told, you know, this group is going to attack Christendom, and this group over here is saying the Christendom is going to attack us. That's the Muslims. So let's wage war because we're going to protect our fiefdoms. We're going to protect our property. We're going to take property from them, in fact, if we win because the victors share the spoils of war. And that one bit of that is Father. Not one bit. And that's unfortunate for so many that walk in a lie. So let's reach out into the world. Let's be bold and courageous. Let's get to a place where we can be the known agent of healing and bridge building 
Let's live with ourselves with the knowledge that we've done everything we possibly can each day to build bridges and to heal hearts and heal the spiritual wounds. And as we get to that place, we start to bring up and level up with people, have people level up with us. We level up before the Father. And we go to the next level, whatever that looks like that he wants to anoint us with. But at the end of the day, it's always the same. He's trying to bring us home. He's made everything. He is everything. So when we're out here fighting Muslim to Christian or Buddhist to Muslim or whatever we're going to do, it's his children that are warring and killing themselves. It's a fine line of love and hate, of peace and war. But the war is easy and the hate is easy. The fine line is that the peace and the war are the hardest The war is brutal, but the peace is the hardest to make. So let's make peace. Let's find a way through. Let's find a way to build bridges. Let's find a way to wake people up. There's no equation that's easy. It just takes hard work and a lot of prayer, and we can handle that. All right, Pedro, let's pray. Father, we just come to you humbled tonight. We put ourselves before the throne, and we say amen. Father, we just hear our hearts as we sit before you, knowing that the enemy's on the move and trying to divide and conquer. So we rebuke that in the name of Jesus and cast that out in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we just ask that as we move forward through tomorrow and through this next day is that you anoint our heart with the clarity of the next steps you want us to make of the oper- and provide us with the opportunities to pray for healing and uni- unity and, and overcoming odds and division. Let us be the peacemakers that bring people together for those others to witness because they'll always answer the same question. How did you get here? And we can simply tell them it begins with Genesis. So, Father, thank you for this hour. Thank you for this time. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It began with Genesis, patriots. Right there, all the way through that amazing story, the field manual of war and life. Get in the word. It's a beautiful thing. We all can do more of it. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. for Bended Knee, 6 a.m. Pacific. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe.